Well, welcome everyone to Ecclesia United. My name is Anthony Richardson. I'm the founder and I'm the president of Ecclesia United. I want to thank you so much for joining us uh, in this particular podcast installment. Um, I'm up late on this particular one. Um, there's a there's something that's been kind of just kind of brewing in my heart uh, that I kind of wanted to share um, um with with you all that uh, before hitting the bed here and, and, and getting up for the next day at work uh, and what what whatever else is uh, we have to do on tomorrow uh, or today actually because it's actually past midnight um, but uh, nonetheless uh, I wanted to just um, just release this that's been in my heart for a little bit uh, I was talking with my wife um, earlier at, at this point actually yesterday um, to be technically accurate. Uh, um, but I was I was uh, talking with her and there was just something that was just really welling in my heart, which was this phrase It's kind of the pilot uh, phrase that I kind of jump into our discussion today. Uh, and that is um, all we have. All we have is God's word. That's. That's literally it. All we have is God's word. And if we can't trust in his word a thousand percent and wholly lean on it, um, then then we have nothing. Um, we, we literally have nothing if we cannot hold fast to his word to God's word that is and see his word come to pass in our lives and that's um that's a that's a pretty big statement um because I'm reminded as I'm thinking here and kind of cycling through the cadence of my discourse um on this podcast installment I'm, I'm just thinking about this one scripture um, well, a couple of this just came to mind, but one one is um, his word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our pathways. Um, another scripture says God's word will not return to him void, but it will accomplish that which he pleases and it will prosper in the thing whereto he has sent it. Um so considering, considering that that the the, the latter scripture that I gave there, um, which I, you can Google it and find the actual reference to it. Uh, I'm not looking at it exactly uh, right now, um, but I, I, but that that scripture is in the book, and so you can search that out. But considering that, and. Considering some of the things we've talked about in this podcast, uh, on this on our podcast library before, um, um, particularly talking about God's word um, and the building blocks of His word, talking about the word uh, John one and one. In the beginning was the word. The word was God. And the word was with God. Um, the the uh, uh, the, sa- the same was in the beginning uh, with God. So so the word. The word um, word that is used there, the word 
for word that is used there. The Greek uh, word that's used there is the word logos. In the beginning was the logos. And the logos was with God. Um, the root word for the word logos is the word lego. Um, now we've heard about the building blocks. Uh, we've seen the building blocks. I used to have a ton of them because I love them. I used to play with them quite a bit as a young, as a young fella, if you will. Um, and I remember built, you know, th those are building blocks. And so there's another scripture that says death and life is in the power of the tongue. Um, the, the, the word power used in that scripture is the word yad, uh, Y-A-D, Hebrew word is yad. It literally means hand. It literally means hand. So death and life is in the hand of the tongue. The, ha the tongue's hands are the words that you speak out of your mouth. That's the tongue's hand. So, so, so we're made in the image of God and after his likeness, uh, according, to, according to the book of Genesis. And if, if we also consider in the beginning, the book of Genesis, God said, let there be. And it was so in accordance to what he said, because what he said, this is the same reference when we get to John 1 and 1, where it says, in the beginning was the word, the word was God, and the word was with God. Uh, go back to Genesis in the beginning. Um, uh, God, you know, it starts off uh, in the beginning. God, uh, the earth was void without form and God was moves upon the face of the earth. The spirit of the Lord is moving upon the face of the earth. And then God says, let there be light. What he is saying is the building blocks that goes out and it's creating the atmosphere. Uh, and so in that same manner, being that we're made in his image and after his likeness, in that same manner, then the words that we speak out of our mouths frame the atmosphere that we live in or that is around us. Um, and so speaking, so taking that and considering what we kind of start off with our pilot sentence, there's there's we don't have anything. In this world, except God's word. God, that's what we have to hold fast to and that we can hold on to and believe that what his word says, it will come to pass. And in fact, his word does also say, and we talked about this a little bit earlier, I'm just reiterating it again. His word will not return unto him void, but it will accomplish that which he pleases and it will prosper in the thing whereto he has sent it. Jeremiah, I think it's 29 11 says, I know the thoughts I have towards thee. The translation literally says that that's the King James I'm, I'm quoting, but the translation, what it really says is I know the words that I have spoken concerning you. And so if he knows the words he has spoken concerning you and his words will not return unto him void, but it will accomplish that which he pleases and will prosper into the thing whereto he has sent it. Then we as believers in him and believers in God, believers in Jesus Christ and believers in his word can hold on to his word as a final authority for us. Now, that that now that that what I just said kind of brings me to and specifically what I just said that I'm going to kind of go a little bit deeper into is um, we can use his word or we can hold on to his word as a final authority. 
Okay, so so that 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 word authority, when I said that, it sparked a thought and it connected with what we want to talk about here uh, on this podcast installment. Uh, I don't know the title. You'll see the title later. or You'll see the title now because that's <laughs> what you're listening to it. You see the title of it. Um, but what's specific I want to I want to kind of bring out uh, in that specifically about the authority of God Um is one of the one of the Hebrew names of God, uh, and and that name is Adonai, uh, Adonai, A D O N A I, Adonai, um, and so I want you to I want you to kind of just keep that in your head. The, his name, one of the names referred to uh, to refer to God is Adonai. It means Lord or My Lord. Um, uh, and it also means controller. So, so Adonai is the controller. So, so the authority uh, that God has is he as creator. He is uh, he has the authority. Okay. So, so what he says and what he wants, it will be because he has the authority as the controller to create it and he's given us as believers the authority to do and to control in accordance to his word okay so i I want you to see this um uh this this there's a few things I, i haven't been on in a little while we haven't been we haven't released any podcasts in a little while and 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 that's okay i want you guys to know um that we have no um schedule or cadence in the release of these podcast uh installments they will come as they come as we are given things of god to then declare and to orate or to teach or instruct in and that's the cadence we're on we're not on the weekly we're not on a weekly release um we don't have podcast waiting in 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 the wings uh to then be released at some scheduled interval um we want to be led completely by the holy spirit who is god we want to be led by god uh, and whatever it is that we do uh, and how we do it. Um, so 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 sometimes I'm f- I'm fishing and you hear me um, 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 and doing those different things because I'm trying to find the right words to say in the right cadence, the right speech, the right uh, flow, the right speed, um, all of those different things, because I'm trying to ride the flow that I'm feeling in my heart or in my spirit as I'm as I'm talking. Uh, so that's that's very important because God speaks through people and he speaks things uh, 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 to us uh, in, 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 a, in a specific way, because the way the words hit us and they hit our hearts and they hit our minds, the the the, the time in which you even listen to this particular podcast will be at a strategic time that God is ordaining. So that's why everybody, everybody, I'm telling you guys, I got excited on that one. Everybody has to move 
at God's cadence, in his rhythms, in his flows, how he's moving. If he's moving right, we got to flow right with him. If he's moving left, we got to flow left with him. It kind of reminds me of the children of Israel as they're, as they're wandering through the wilderness after having left Egypt on their way to Canaan, the promised land. They're moving in the wilderness. And and, and the scriptures talks about uh, a pillar of a pillar of fire by night and a cloud by day. And, and they would move, the children of Israel would move throughout the wilderness as the cloud moved. Because the cloud is a representation and the fire is a representation of God. And, and he's instructing them. And, he, and he's also keeping them. The cloud is keeping them in the midst of the wilderness, in, 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 in extreme temperatures. The cloud is serving as a covering to shield them and to protect them in their journey through the wilderness. The fire in the evening <clears throat> is a fire of warmth to keep them if, because because of the temperature structure, the temperature uh, uh, flow or the temperature uh, fluctuations from evening to, to day and how the temperature moved. They had to be warmed in the evening and then cooled in the day so they can make their journey. And, 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 look, and look at this. The scripture talks about how in, in all that time that they're traversing through the wilderness, 40 years, they're traversing through the wilderness on their way to their pro, to the promised land. And, and, and the scripture says that throughout all of that time, God preserves them. And, and specifically, and specifically what I mean when I say, when I say God preserves them, it, it, the scripture says that their shoes didn't even wear out. In 40 years of traveling by foot, their shoes did not wear out. So, so, so when we talk about the cloud that's providing a covering and keeping them, that, that's, that, that, that's God, that's Adonai, that's the controller, that's the one who has the authority and is guiding them. And so we have to flow as he flows so as 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 i was saying earlier is is when you come and you're listening to this podcast uh installment it has to be ready and available for you to then come and to consume it because God is doing something specific for all of us. There's things he's doing for me individually. There's things he's doing for you individually. And the flow, our obedience to flow as he's flowing and speak as he is downloading into us and speaking, we, we, we establish then a flow and a river and a rhythm that is consistent with him and what he's wanting to do in the earth. It is so, 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 I cannot say it too many times. I can't say it. I, 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 it is so important. It's so important, guys. I'm telling you, it is so, 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 so important to 
follow the flow of God because he's taking us somewhere. He's taking us somewhere. Uh, I'm thinking about it as a, as a river flows, whatever is caught in the current of that river, it's going to go where that river is going. Okay. So, 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 so if that river is letting out into a, into a deluge uh, uh, or a body of water or, 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 or a, a, a lake or wherever it's going, whatever is in that trapped in that stream or that flow of that river is going to go in that same direction. Okay, it's going to flow with it. So we have to be like the river flowing as the water flows. We have to flow with it. We have to be liquid enough in our hearts and in our minds, liquid enough that we are not married to um uh, we're not married to our own thoughts and what we're trying to do. We have to be like the liquid and move. And, and he moves us into form and into directions and into fashion, however he wants to do. That's what he will do. Okay, uh, so he's in complete control. There's a scripture that says, I'm paraphrasing here because I don't remember it exactly how it says it, but it says, um, 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 the heart of the king, uh, uh, the, the, the heart of the king is in the hand of the Lord. And as the river with which, which he, and just like a river, whichsoever, whatever, whatsoever way God wants to turn the heart of the king, that's what he will do. That's because God is Adonai. He is Lord. And the, the, the more expanded definition of Adonai is, is beyond Lord or, 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 um, or controller, um, uh, or one having the authority. It's also saying he is the king of kings is he is the lord of lords and so that is to say if there's lords in the earth then god is the lord of those lords uh, if there's kings in the earth then god is the king of those kings he sits high he sits on top he is supreme there is no, there's none like him he sits alone there's a scripture that talks about how god looking to make an oath he said he couldn't find anyone greater than himself so finding no one greater than himself he swore by himself that surely blessings he's going to bless you and multiply he's going to multiply thee and that that's that's his word there's no one greater than him and in fact the scripture says he's exalted his word even above his name what he says it will be that's the confidence that we have to have when we dive into his word or we consume his word or we eat his word or we read his word or we meditate on his word that whatever he has said in his word is what he means and it is what it shall be and if you and and and, and with that the word amen when you declare that word out of your mouth, it literally means so shall it be. So shall it be. 
so it will be fulfilled. That's that's what we're saying. So we declare an amen to what's said. We're saying, so shall it be in accordance to what was just spoken. That That's the power uh, of, of God's word. What, what he said, if he said he's going to do it, then he's going to do it. Uh, it, it, it it's a scripture that also talks about if God said it, he would do it. If he spoke it, he will make it good. And that's all we have. That's all we have as believers in Jesus Christ. That's all we have is his word. And that's what we can take to the bank and cash in. What he said, it will be. So now with all of that, I want to, I want to say something uh, to you, which is I want to, I want to speak this scripture uh, over you. Because there's a lot going on, uh, a lot going on Earth, and you, and you, you guys, this is this is this is no, uh, this isn't prophetic. What I'm saying, uh, th- when I say there's a lot going on, yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot. In the midst, COVID variant after variant after variant, it's coming, it's coming. God is trying to get the attention. Now, this is prophetic. God is trying to get the attention of this world. He's trying to get the attention of believers. He's trying to get everybody's attention. Everybody will stand at attention and hear what thus saith the Lord. You're going to have to bow your knee to God. He is supreme. He is the King of Kings. He is the Lord of Lords. He is Adonai. He is the controller. He has the authority. He is supreme. All power is within him. It's vested in him. He is the creator. He is God alone. And beside him, there is no other. For great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. Oh, that men would praise him. These are Psalms that I'm quoting. Oh, that men would praise him for his goodness and his wonderful works unto the children of men. And so in the midst of all this that's going on, I want to particularly uh, uh, speak something over uh, um, uh, those that are having some health challenges. I've, I've just... I, his word literally says that by his stripes we are healed. Isaiah 53, by his stripes. By whose stripes? Jesus' stripes. When Jesus, on his way to the cross, he was put upon a whipping post. And the Roman soldiers were whipping him with cat of nine tails, with whips, with all kinds of instruments punishing him and bruising him and afflicting upon him uh, pain. And the scripture says he was wounded, Jesus that is, he was wounded for our transgressions. That's me and you. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace, that literally means the chastisement or the punishment that was required in order for us to obtain peace, which means wholeness and completeness with nothing missing and nothing broken. 
the punishment for us to obtain that peace was put upon Jesus. So when he was put upon the whipping post, gosh, all of our sins and our iniquities and our transgressions were being imputed upon him because he was standing in our stead as a substitute, taking upon his own physical body all of the sins and the iniquities and the punishment for those things that we had committed. He was doing it for us, for past, present, and future sins and transgressions. Everything that was required, that we, that which should have been put upon us, that we should have justly served the punishment for and had been executed as a result because the wages, the payment for sin is death. That is the, that's the scriptures. The wages of sin is death. And so the payment, what's rendered to you as a resort, you and me, that is rendered to us as a reward for sins or as a consequence for sins is death. That, that was what it was rendered to us. That was what, that is what is justly due to us us as sinners. But Jesus, gosh, said he loves us so much that God says, I love you so much. I'm going to give my only begotten son that whosoever will just believe on him, they shall not perish, die, but shall have everlasting life. That that the 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 continuation of death is then a eternity spent in hell, where the scripture says there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth because of what hell the environment, what is there, okay? The torture, the heat, the consistent eternity spent, life forever spent in hell is was was what was justly due to us as the wages of sin is death the continuation is that is is the wages of sin is death okay then the continuation of that death is eternal damnation living in hell okay so that that's that's what's beyond that when it says the wages of sin is death but god who came in the similitude of man living in in the similitude of man in flesh walk this earth having 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 been 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 tempted just like we are a man of like passions died went to the cross on our behalf died in our place so what was justly due to us it was imputed upon him so as he's on the whipping post he's being whipped he's being lashed with stripes and the bible talks about the stripes that he took in his body 40 stripes less one so that's 39 stripes in his body 
And this, then when it goes to Isaiah 53, when it says, by his stripes, we are healed. I go back over the scripture. It says in Isaiah 53, I, he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him or the punishment for us to obtain peace was put upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. So, so, so that also is to say that one, that one, that, 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 uh, that you can deduce, I, I should say readily is that, uh, is that a, a, a result of sin is sickness and disease. Okay. So by his stripes though, we are healed. Okay, so 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 he has taken and the punishment upon him so that we may obtain peace, wholeness, completeness, which is nothing missing and nothing broken. Okay, so I I want you to have that in your heart uh, um, and understand what I'm about to say uh, in two scriptures uh, and then we'll finish up. And in the two scriptures, one of them is Exodus 15, verse 26. And I'm going to read to you. um an expanded version. Uh, it, it's it's a version of the Bible. It's called the expanded version. I want you to hear what this text is saying as it relates to healing. Okay, and then I'm going to read. Uh, I think there's another version. Uh, I, I believe it's called the Complete Jewish Bible. Okay. I'll read that one to you in just a second because uh, I want you to see how it ties up with the Adonai. Um, and so you can hear that. So, so, so hear his words and what God is saying to us in this expanded version. This scripture says, it starts out, he said, that's God, you must obey or listen to the voice of the Lord, your God, and do what he says is right is right in his eyes slash sight. If you obey all his commands, statutes, ordinances, requirements, and keep his rules, I will not bring on you any of the sicknesses, diseases, I brought on the Egyptians. I am the Lord who heals you, your physician. That scripture is literally saying, I am the Lord, your doctor. So that, 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 or, or, so, so, or, or as it says here, I am the Lord who heals you, your physician. So it's saying, I am the Lord who heals you, your doctor. The adult, God, Adonai is our Lord and our doctor. Okay. Now, I want to read that also in the uh, complete Jewish Bible. Um, And that translation says, it starts off, it says, He said, if you would listen intently to the voice of Adonai, your God, do what he considers right. Pay attention to his mitzvot and observe his laws. Mitzvot is commandments. So pay attention to his mitzvot or commandments and observe his laws. I will not afflict you with any of the diseases that I brought on the Egyptians because I am Adonai, your healer. Okay, that that's powerful. He is the Lord, 
your physician, our physician, my physician. He is the Lord, my physician. I am the Lord who heals you, your physician. So he is my physician or he's my doctor and he's Adonai, the controller. So he is supremacy is in his hands. He has it. He has the authority available to him. It's vested in him and and, the, and he is the doctor. OK, now I want to go to um, Proverbs chapter four. Uh, and I'm switching on my device here to Proverbs chapter four. Um, and then and, and then we'll read that. And now keep in mind what we just read, which was Exodus 15 and 26. Now I'm going to go to Proverbs chapter number four, verse 20. Um, and so you can hear this. This is powerful. Um this this is what God says to us. This is his word. This is God's word, which will not return him to him void, but it will accomplish that which he pleases and it will prosper in the thing whereto he has sent. And let me look that scripture up for you real quick um, so, you, so you can see that. I, I just had that uh, kind of impression in my heart. Um, uh, his, I'm going to put in, in, in the search, his word uh, will not return void. Okay, it comes up Isaiah 55 and 11. Um, uh, and, and so, so let's read it real quick. Isaiah 55 and 11. And, and this is the King. Let's see. Uh, yeah, let's read the King James. Uh, and it reads like this. So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it, wherever he sent the word, it's going to, it's going to prosper. It reminds me of a, um, uh, a one of the, it's, it's, it's a story in, in, in one of the, in the gospels, uh, uh, there was a man who had a servant uh, who's sick. It's a centurion soldier. He has a servant who is sick. He comes to Jesus. He comes to Jesus and he tells Jesus his servant is sick. And he comes to Jesus because he knows Jesus is Adonai, the healer, and he can do something about his servant being sick. So this man is interceding, if you will, for his servant who is sick. And he comes to Jesus and he says to Jesus, I, 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 I he essentially he's saying, I, I know who you are. I know what you're capable of. I know you're in a man, you're a man in authority. He says to Jesus, I'm a man in authority as well. I say to one man, come and he comes I tell a one I tell another man go and he goes uh, and he says he, he says to Jesus essentially that he's a man of authority as well he understands the authority that Jesus have has uh, and so 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 this this soldier is referring to Jesus as Adonai the controller uh, he, he and the one that's in authority he has authority he recognized that authority and he recognized that God can heal his servant but this is what this is what he says he he doesn't ask Jesus to come to his house or come to, or come to his place to heal his servant there he he references the fact that if he, he as as a man in authority if he says something it's done so when he was referring the the, the soldier is or, or the centurion the, the ruler he's he's referring to his 
um, as he's referring to his his authority and he's telling God, he's telling Jesus that I can say to one man, come and he will come. And I, if I say to one man, go, he will go. He's 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 relating to the fact that he understands that Jesus has that type of authority. And so Jesus, he, he says to him, Jesus, you don't have to come to where I am. I recognize the authority that you have. And all you have to do is just send your word and it will be accomplished. <laughs> and so and so as 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 I just read Isaiah 55 and 11 for you, I read it again. It says, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. So this soldier in the gospels is talking to Jesus about this. And he says, all you have to do is send the word and my servant will be healed. And Jesus grants him that. And Jesus sends the word and his servant is healed in that same hour. Okay, that's that's the authority. That's the authority that God's God has. And that's the confidence that we can have and rest upon when we read his word and we see his promises in his word and we're taking those promises and we're eating those promises. We're meditating on those promises. We're thinking about those promises because what God said, it will be. Now, I want to go back to Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20, because we're talking about this context of health and wholeness and healing in our physical bodies. I do not believe that as believers in Jesus Christ, as full believers in Jesus Christ, that we should be sick. I do not believe that. Because by his stripes, we are healed. And if we have accepted him as our Lord and our Savior, then we have made ava- we have available to us healing, health, wholeness, completeness, nothing missing and nothing broken. Because his word says that. It says he is wounded for our transgressions. He is bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. The, ch- the chastisement of the punishment for us to obtain peace or wholeness and completeness and nothing missing and nothing broken is was put upon Jesus. He took all the affliction in his body. He took all the, the, the stripes in his body. By his stripes, we are healed. Now, if, in Exodus 20, 15 and 26 says, I am the Lord that healeth thee, or I'm the Lord, your healer, your doctor, or I'm the Lord, your healer, your physician. So he is the healer. He is the physician. He can heal. He has the authority. He is Adonai. He is in control. He has the authority. He is God. Okay. Now listen what God says to us in Proverbs chapter four, verse 20. He says, my son, attend to my words, incline thine ears unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart for they are life unto those that find them and health to all their flesh. Now I'm going to go on for just a second to verse 23. Keep thy heart with all diligence for out of it are the issues of life. Okay. There's another, there's another, um, 
podcast in our podcast library. I think it's called Guard Your Heart. I want you to listen to that uh, uh, because because all in life is flowing out of the heart. Okay, and so what's in the heart? As we're thinking on the heart, there is in Hebrew language the same word for heart and 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 mind is is the same. There wasn't there isn't a different word for heart and mind. So in Hebrew thought. Uh, the heart and the mind is inextricably tied together. The two are one. So the heart, the mind, the mind, the heart is all the same. Okay. So, so keep thy heart with all diligence or keep thy mind with all diligence for out of it are the issues of life. That's not the topic of what we want to talk about today, but it's going to tie up into what we're talking about today as, as I would say some uh, supplemental study and teaching and training that you should take and put with what we're talking about today. Okay. So, so, so let's just put that to the side. Let's come back to Proverbs chapter four, verse 20. My son, attend to my words, incline thine ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart. For they are life unto those that find them and health to all their flesh. Now, verse 22 says that for they are life unto those that find them and health to all their flesh. I'm going to break apart a couple of things here and then we'll close up. So so for they for they what is they that he's talking about in this scripture for they are life unto those that find them and health to all their and all their flesh. The they that is talked about here is his words. So he's saying to us, my son, attend to my words and climb thine ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart for they, my words, that is his words, God's words, for they are life. For they are life. God's words that you're attending to and inclining your ear to those sayings and letting them not depart from thine eyes and keep them in the midst of of your heart. For those words are life unto those that find them. They are life unto those that find them. Now get this, the the second part, the B clause of the B part of this particular verse, uh, verse 22, Proverbs Proverbs chapter four, verse 22, for they his words, God's words, for they are life unto those that find them. Those is you, me, whoever finds them. For they, his God's words, are life unto those that find them. And check out the second part, and health to all their flesh. That word health that's used there is the word medicine. Goodness, 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 goodness. Verse 22 says, for they, what is they? God's words. God's words are life unto those. Who is those? Whoever finds them. For they are life unto those that find them and medicine to all their flesh. Okay. This is King James. In King James, it says, and health to all their flesh. The word health that's used there is rendered. When you study it and you look it up, 
in its original concordance or in its original language, it says medicine. It, 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 is, it is medicine. So for they, God's words, are life unto those that find them and health or medicine to all their flesh. I read Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20, chapter 4, Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20 through 22 again. My son, attend to my words, incline thine ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart. For they are life unto those that find them and health or and medicine to all their flesh and health to all their flesh. For they are life. What is life? What, 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 what is for they? What is they? His words for God's words are life unto those who is those whoever finds them. So for they are life unto those that find them and health to all their flesh. Or it says and medicine to all their flesh. Now, when you look up the word medicine, this is powerful. When you look up the word medicine. Medicine is not what we think medicine to be. When we think from our Western perspective or from just our just our worldly uh, exposure to medicine, when we think about medicine, we think about pharmaceuticals. We think about drugs. We think about those things you go to CVS or Walgreens or, you know, the local uh, drugstore and get uh, that's that's what we think about when we think about medicine, but medicine, medicine in in it in, in in its organic uh, meaning and definition, it 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 simply means to take the appropriate measures. That's what it means. Now the appropriate measures may be to, you know, do do X or Y, whatever that is, it's take the appropriate measure. So, so here's, here's the appropriate measures to healing. It says it right here in Proverbs chapter four. This is God's word. Won't return to him void, but will accomplish that which he pleases and will prosper in the thing which he has sent to. This is what he has sent to us. He says, my son, attend to my words, incline thine ear into my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart, for they are life unto those that find them and health to all their flesh. So the medicine or the or the taking of the appropriate measures that you need to take as it relates to healing and health and wholeness and completeness in your body is this. My son. Attend to my words, incline thine ear into my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart, for they are life unto those that find them and health and health to all their flesh or and medicine to all their flesh or and the appropriate actions that you need to take for all your flesh. This, this is what he's saying. So he is going back to Exodus chapter 15, verse 26. He says, I am the Lord, your healer, or it, and it, and it extends out to say, I am the Lord, your physician. So he is the Lord, our doctor. He is also another version says he is Adonai. So he has the authority. 
He, he has the authority. He is the controller. He is the king of kings, the Lord of lords, supreme, reigning alone, no one beside him. He is all powerful, all wise. Everything is in his hands. This is this is the promises that we have as believers uh, in Jesus Christ uh, that we can avail ourselves to from his word that we can appropriate to our lives uh, and walk in that. And if we can't do that, if we can't hold on to God's word, if we can't believe that wholeheartedly and and 1000 percent, if we can't take that to the bank and cash in on what his word says, literally for what it says, if we can't do that, then we don't have anything. We have nothing in this world. We have nothing that we can hold on to. We have nothing that can sustain us. We have nothing that will keep us. We have nothing that will protect us. We have none of that. We have nothing. We have nothing if we can't have God's word and God's word be manifest in our lives. We have to take his word at the value that he has given it to us and what it says and take that to heart, hide that in our hearts, meditate on that heart, attend unto that, incline our ears unto it, let them not depart from our eyes and keep them in the midst of of our hearts because they are life unto us and health to all our flesh. That's his words. We have to. And if we can't do that, if we can't have the surety of seeing his promises come to pass in our lives, if we can't do that, then we don't have anything. If his word does not manifest in our lives, then we, we don't have we, we, we don't have what, what he what what we need. But his word, his word is true. God's word is true and God is true. And I and I can tell you there's another there's another installment in our podcast library. I think it talks about um, why I know 30,000 percent that God exists. I want you to listen to that because God is real. Jesus is real. The Holy Spirit is real. He is true. His word is true. What he said he will do if he spoke it, he will make it good. That's his word to us. And we have to, as believers, we have to be able to hold on to that word and and it manifests in our lives. Now, final thought. Um, I've been studying um, the feasts of Israel. Uh, so so these are feasts um, uh, uh, and festivals, if you will that God had charged the nation of Israel uh, in the Old Testament to keep. Okay, these these feasts are, uh, the word I'm looking for is not in samples, it's not examples. They are, uh, I want to say, dress rehearsals. Okay, these feasts are dress rehearsals teaching the children of Israel Things about God, about His holiness, who He is, what He has done. Uh, is these are these these are things. These are festivals for them to keep to recapitulate the things that God has brought them out of. Uh, and so these feasts have a historical context uh, and and a, and a historical fulfillment. Uh, that is to say that these things that these feasts have. Um, 
uh, have have a purpose of explaining and a purpose of rehashing or recapitulating or reviewing or rehearsing historically the things God has done for the nation of Israel, okay, or for the children of Israel uh, in, back in, 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 the, in the Old Testament. So, so the feasts are designed to, as the generations grow, for the generations to continually, and then when I say generation, I'm talking about the people that grow. So as, as, as the, as Israel grows and procreation is continually moving forward. So there's new births, new people are coming and they're born, they're living. These feasts are designed to keep rehearsing in their heads. Some of them having not been a part of the time when God did those things, uh, for instance, the Passover, uh, uh, and there's feasts that are associated with that. Uh, uh, and so, so the Feast of Unleavened Bread, those different things that, that point to the God and what he's doing. The Feast of Trumpets, uh, uh, the, um, the Feast of Tabernacles. All these feasts are designed to teach and to continue to rehearse in the ears and in the hearts and in the minds of Israel the historical revelance and the things that God has done for them. Uh, and, and they have fulfillment uh, in what God has done for them, meaning uh, the, the, the feasts and what they're pointing to as examples were fulfilled in Old Testament times. Now, that's a historical and a, and a, and a, and a fulfillment context. There's also a spiritual and a future context to the feast as well, because the feasts are not only pointing to past historical relevant events that happened and were designed to for the children of Israel, for Israel to recapitulate in the ears of their their children or offsprings to keep them in their mind, to keep in their minds and the top of their heads, the things that God has done and who God is. They also have a spiritual relevance and a connotation to to us. So, for so for instance, Passover uh, and the Feast of Passover uh, is commemorating what God did when He brought the children of Israel out of Egypt. He told the men of the house to take a lamb, to slay the lamb, take the blood of the lamb, put it upon the doorposts and the lentils of their homes because God was going to send the death angel throughout the land of Egypt. And there's a course of plagues that have hit Egypt because God has given Egypt the edict by way of his servant Moses to tell Pharaoh, let God's people go that they may come and worship him in the wilderness. Pharaoh hardens his heart. He says he's not going to let the people go. And in fact, who is this God that's going to tell me, Pharaoh, what to do? He said, Pharaoh said, he's not doing nothing. And God said, okay, I'm going to send plague after plague. Plague after plague after plague after plague sent 10 plagues. The 10th and final plague was the death angel, which went, went throughout the land to kill the firstborn of all of Egypt, the firstborn of, 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 their, of, their, of their children and also of their of their of their uh of the cattle uh and so of their of their livestock every everything was to die firstborn was to die and 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 what qualified the children of Israel uh, or whoever in that context whoever who had the blood what qualified them to be exempt 
from the execution of the death angel was this blood that was put upon their door upon their doorposts and the lentils of their homes the death angel god said wherever i see the blood i will this is where passover comes from i will pass over that house and death will not be executed upon that house because blood is covering that house. So the men had to do that for their families. And so that had that, that historical context and fulfillment in the feast uh, of Passover is 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 is, is is pointing back to that time of Passover and then it also is pointing to the historical fulfillment of that but the future look of that Passover was also pointing to salvation because the blood that Jesus shed upon the cross is the blood that has saved us from the wages of sin which is death and then the continuation of that which is hell and damnation and spending eternity in hell where the Bible says there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth there, there so for, for a believer who has who has uh, appropriated the blood upon their lives and the appropriation of that blood upon their lives is believing in Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior that he died for our sins as a substitute for us he was buried he rose again the third day that he is the one that took upon himself all of our sins and now we has and he has imputed his righteousness upon us and that that puts us in a state to where we are looked at upon by God through the blood of Jesus and the blood of Jesus being appropriated to our lives. So as God looks at us as a believer in Jesus Christ, he's looking at a righteous person who is living in the righteousness of Jesus. We are not righteous in and of ourselves. We are righteous in Jesus. Okay. So it's important uh, uh, to understand that. And so when, when I was talking about the feast, what I'm saying is I'm, I'm studying through that. And there's there's some things that will that I don't know. We may teach about it. We may not. But there's there's some things that that are that are relevant there. But um, what was specifically what I, what I was what was aiming to bring out when I brought up the, the mention of the feast was that there also there also is a prophetic um a connotation to the feast um and 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 so so there are there are some things that the feasts uh some of the feasts are pointing to or the feasts are pointing to prophetically that are not yet fulfilled okay i i i i am honestly not at a point right now to 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 talk further about the feast and kind of talk about some of the things that I've been gleaning. I've been studying it. It is a major, major study. It's, it's a lot that's in there. Uh, I have heard studies on it in the past. Um, I, I, I'm, I am approaching this with just a clean heart, clean mind, and just hearing what God is saying to me as we go through that. But um, uh, there's there's some specific things. But what, what, what I wanted to say about that um, is... Um, I, I've, and I actually, and, and it escapes my mind at this very moment, but there is a particular feast that's pointing to the fact that saying that there, there are some things 
that we have not seen yet as believers. Uh, uh, and 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 what I what I mean by that is there are manifestations of God's power and His glory uh, and His effectiveness and His efficacy um, that we should be seeing uh, that we have not yet seen. And as believers, we should see it. And I believe in in, in this in 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 this time and in this season that we're in, especially right now, this is a time for us through the power of the Lord Jesus Christ to manifest his glory in in ways that this world has never seen in this present day time. OK, uh, there's 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 things I believe we're living beneath. And what I mean by that, there's things that we should be living uh, <clears throat> with and above. There's some things that we should be doing that we're not doing uh, because we haven't seen this power of God be released as of yet. And I believe that God has um, is getting the, the, the attention of, 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 of his believers, especially um, to 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 use them to execute uh, his glory in some profound ways that we haven't seen in our lifetime. And, and I believe he's going to do those things. And I believe he's going, uh, for those of you who, who maybe has, um, um, uh, uh, inflicted in your body with, with sickness, um, that if you are a believer in Jesus Christ, that's a, that's a no go. You, you shouldn't be. And by the stripes of Jesus, I decree and I send unto you right now. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I'm sending unto you God's word. He was he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. It's Isaiah 55, uh, 53. Um, uh, that, that's a promise. I'll read, I'll read to you also what we're, or I'll quote to you what we talked about earlier. Exodus 15, verse 26. He says, I am the Lord, your healer, your physician, your doctor. I am the Lord, your healer, your physician, your doctor. I'm the Lord that healeth thee. Proverbs 4 and 20. My son, attend unto my words, incline thine ear unto my sayings. Keep them in the midst of thine, thine, thine eyes. Let them not but depart from thine heart. For they are life unto those that find them. And health to all their flesh literally says and medicine to all their flesh his words when we broke down medicine we saw medicine broke down further is taking the appropriate action take the appropriate action that's what medicine is the appropriate action what is the medicine the appropriate action there's in this in the bible i don't recall exactly where it's at right now uh, it's in there you can search for it in google um but there's a story um of 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 a man that had leprosy and God had given him the appropriate measures. He gave him the medicine of what he needed to do to be healed. He told him to go dip in the pool, to go dip and then go show yourself to the priest. That was the appropriate measure that he needed to take to get healing from leprosy. I'm telling you there's in in God's word he has appropriate measures that he wants us to take. For we're not only healing but for this life in general, whatever it is that he, that he wants to get to us, you hear my stomach. If you heard that, my stomach just growled really loud. Uh, these are unscripted podcasts, y'all. 
totally unscripted. Uh, we're not editing these. It's just what it is. Raw, uncut, just podcast as we talk through God's word. Um, but God, God has given you his word. And he wants you to take the appropriate measure. Let's take the appropriate measures that God wants us to take for him to get whatever he wants to get to us, whatever his promises are. And his promises is in his word and the things he's speaking into our hearts. Those are his promises. The promises of God are yes and amen. Yay and amen. And we also talked about amen as well. So shall it be in accordance to what we have said. So shall it be fulfilled. Okay. Final, final closing note uh, for those of you who may be listening who have not given your life over to Jesus. His words aren't available to you. They're not available. His words are available to those who have given their lives over to him. And that's something you can do right now. Right now. With a simple declaration out of your mouth and belief in your heart. The declaration out of your mouth is that you believe that Jesus Christ is the Lord God who saves, who has saved. He has given his life for you, me. He he died. He was crucified on the cross. He lived a perfect life. But all the sins of humanity was imputed upon him. And he took the punishment for all of us. He was on a whipping post. He was then crucified on a cross, hung on a cross, which is crucifixion. He died on that cross for you and for me. He was buried and he rose again from the dead. If you believe that in your heart and you confess that Jesus Christ is Lord from your mouth, he is our savior. He is our king. Then the scripture says you are saved. As a saved person, you are a member of the body of Christ. As a member of the body of Christ, God's words are available to you to be appropriated to your lives. And the fact that he has died for your sins does not give you the the license to just sin at will. Uh, The book of uh, Romans uh, talks about this. Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. No, no, no. You cannot continue in sin just because grace is made available for you. That your sins have been dealt with already. And the punishment for your sins have been dealt with already. That does not give you the license to just continue in sin. To take take available upon you that grace that God has given. God forbid. Okay, you can you can be saved right now if you make those declarations with your heart, with your mind. Okay, final thing, and I've said this a a few times. I just want to close in just a brief prayer, and then um, we'll see you talk with you in the next uh, podcast. Um, Father God, we thank you so much for your word. Your word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our pathway. Your word sustain, sustains us. 
Your wisdom keeps us when we sleep. It keeps us when we awake. It talks with us when we go. It directs and guides us. Thank you for your word. Your word says in Psalms 91, no evil shall befall us. Neither shall any plague come nigh our dwelling. A thousand shall fall at our side and 10,000 at our right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Only with our eyes shall we see and behold the reward of the wicked. Father, thank you for your word. Your word has been founded. You have established it. Your word has established this, this world that we live in. Your, world has, your word has established us. You have spoken good words concerning us, and we're so thankful for that. We thank you that your word will accomplish that which you please, and it will prosper, and that we sent it. And it will never return back to you empty or void, having not accomplished what you said for it to accomplish. If you said it out of your mouth, your word says this, if you said it, you would do it. If you spoke it, you will make it good. Thank you, God, that we can rest in your word. We can rest on your word. We can rest with your word. Thank you for your word and thank you for the word that you are sending and we are sending to others praying health and wholeness completeness with nothing missing and nothing broken or the physical bodies of anyone that stands in need especially if they're a believer of Jesus Christ praying health and wholeness over them and we're also praying Father for that you would do miracles signs and wonders as well, Father, to bring men and women unto salvation. That just made me think about this um, last part, this one word, uh, this word that you have in Mark 16, Father. He told us to go into all the world and preach the gospel. And for them that believe, they'll be saved. And to them which, and it's them which don't, they'll be damned. And then you said, these signs shall follow them which believe. They shall cast out all devils. They shall lay hands on the sick. If they drink of any poisonous thing, it will not hurt them. These are your promises to us, Father, in your word. Thank you for your word. And it being established. Never to return unto you void. We can rest in that. We give you the praise, honor, and glory. In Jesus' name, amen. So shall it be in accordance with what we have said. Amen. So shall it be fulfilled.